Kevin Smith and his wife, Jen Schwalbach, have traveled the globe, selling out theaters left and right. The Secret Stash now proudly presents One Sold-Out Night in London, available on vinyl, as in that thing you put on a turntable. Plus one, Murica. Crank up some goddamn funny storytelling, recounting the night that one of Smodko's royal family OD'd on weed. Pick up Plus One, Murica, in regular or limited autographed editions, available exclusively on jandsilentbob.com. And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen, joined this week by uh, a, a familiar voice you might have heard a three about three times, four times on this podcast. I don't. You could say yes or no. I'm not speaking until you say my name. Okay, uh, Sean Di Pasquale. Yay! I think that's the second time I've gotten your name right out of the four. Uh, yeah. For years, I insisted it was Di Pasquale. Yeah. I think it should be. It's it might better. Be. Qua- the squale part is like squale. tough on the mouth. It's, that's that's what all my exes say. Too. Uh, speaking of tough on the mouth, uh, we're about to do a little a little theater for you, folks. And if you haven't seen the new, uh, do you know the name of it? The new Eddie Brock short that just went up on YouTube, starring Ryan Quantin of True Blood, directed by Joe Lynch. Uh, I would pause the podcast and look it up right now. Just look up Eddie Brock. Do they have to pause it? Can't we just wait in silence for them to watch it? No, that'd be five minutes like of silence. Five minutes. It's fucking eighteen minutes long. This is a very special bag and boarded where we are silent. All for right, 18 so minutes. Uh, go watch that and come back now. Hey, welcome back. How was it? Did you guys like it? Anyway, we have a super special guest because uh, we were managed uh, to book Eddie Brock himself to come in, talk about his short. Talk about being a New Yorker, native New Yorker, I think. You'll see. He uh, he grew up. Let's welcome him to the show, Mr. Eddie Brock. Hey, how you doing? I'm Eddie Brock. I'm from Brookline, New York. I'm a photographer. How are you? Hey, hi. How you doing? Uh, fantastic. Thank this, you this, so much This for is a real nice uh, place you got, got here. Yeah, yeah, no, we're... It reminds me of growing up on Bedford Stuyvesant Street in Brookline, New York, where I take pictures with my camera and, you know, do stuff that r- normal New Yorkers do. Yeah, well, like, th- that's a good place to start. What are some of your favorite uh, New York attractions? Oh, I got so, so many good memories. That was just fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Matt popped in real quick. Uh, oh, sorry, but, I was saying it's weird that my dog is barking. Yeah, I didn't, it is. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Eddie and Sean. Yeah, Matt, uh, can you take the dog out of the room so I could show with Eddie? Yes. All right, sorry about that, Eddie. So hey, go on. No problem. I grew up around all types of dogs in Brookline. Uh, when I was talking about growing up in New York, I got memories like playing uh, stickball, stickball on the stoops. And, you know, grabbing a hot dog at a deli, deli, Katessin. 
Wow, you sound very like you're you're truly an authentic New Yorker. It's obvious. It's very obvious. You Born the, and raised, the thick accent. Born and raised. Uh, wow. Um, so now, when you first became a photographer, uh, you started working at the Daily Bugle. Was that your first gig? Yeah, my first professional gig in the industry. But uh, before that, I would just you know bum around New York, uh, take pictures with my camera. Uh, you know, uh, amateur uh, photography. Amateur photography. Uh, amateur photography. Oh. Photography, you know, like us New Yorkers do. It's weird, your accents, it's hard to place. It doesn't quite sound... Nah. What What part of Brooklyn did you say you were from? Uh, Yeah, I'm from Brookline. It's one of the burgs. You know, there's five burgs. You got Brookline, you got Queens... You got Staten Island. Edgress. I don't know that one. What do you what? What was it you say? Um what? forget about it, right? Hey, we're from New York. Anyways, uh it's been nice chatting with you. Uh you got you got one more follow-up question for me before I go get back on the beat? Cause uh, hey, my boss over at the Bugle is uh at the Bugles really, really getting on my case well, here. Well, you know, I actually oh, Here's a here's a great follow up question, and and we'll end uh, on a on a true New York note. What is your uh, what is your route back to the office? Oh, okay, it's easy. I take the uh, the the A train, the A train, you know, through the tunnels. The A train, the A train. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You get that Brooklyn accent. Through, it's yeah, hard to understand yeah, you sometimes. yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, through the tunnels, you know, I get off at uh, I get off at Union Station Square. I see Madison Garden. I walk through the garden. I smell the roses. Cause hey, well, what what's life in New York if you can't stop in the Madison Garden and smell roses? Sometimes am I fucking Lots right? Lots of flowers. Am I fucking right, Suki? Suki. Yes. Anyway, well, look, look. You're wasting all my time. So you better catch your. You're train. wasting my time. I got another guest waiting. A really, actually, a, a you got another New Yorker. Very important New Yorker. Another New Yorker. All right. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll say hey to him. I'll say hey. What's up, fat schmuck? Out to him on the way out. That's it. That's it. All right. Hey, it was nice chatting with you. It was nice chatting with you too. Good day. Have a good day. Um, okay. Well, that was a little weird. So now I'm gonna bring it. Oh, that, that's him actually right now. Come on in. Hey. Let me in this fucking place already, okay? Oh, look at it. Look who it is. Christian Bale from Shaft is here. Yeah, I'm Christian Bale from the movie Shaft, but only from the movie Shaft. I ain't Christian Bale from Empire of the Sun. I ain't Christian Bale from, uh... Are you the uh, angry Christian Bale that the yelled machinist? at that guy no. just trying to do no, his job? No, man. I'm the New York Christian Bale. Can't you tell from my New York accent? Uh... Wow. You... I'm, a, I'm like a real and New what, Yorker. what part of New York are you from? Every because... part, all the parts, all over every part. Because I just had a guest who also said he was from yeah, New the York. Yeah, Eddie Brock. You saw him on your way out. He, You guys have this weird accent that's kind of hard to place. It doesn't really feel... That's because you ain't from New York, okay? That's true, I'm not. If you're not from New York, you don't know this accent, okay? It's <laughs> true, I do not. You I, fucking it's, kidding me? It's... I, I, mate, are you fucking kidding me, right, mate? Well, settle, settle down, Mr. Bale, please. Uh, I, it's, it's Bale from Shaft, okay? Bale from Mr. Bale from let's Shaft. Be clear, let's be clear on this well, one, I didn't okay? Want to confuse I'm not Christian Bale from Reign of Fire. Well, it's Christian Bale from Shaft from New York. We I'm, not specify. Cri- I'm not Christian Bale from Rescue Dawn. 
I'm Christian Bale from Shaft. They did the John Singleton movie. You know it. You know it. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie. It's a good movie. Again, I just okay. Your accent's so really hard. Every to fucking sir. Australian dude. If anyone who so you've seen the short. And look, like Ryan Quentin is a very good-looking man. He's he's kind of charming on True Blood. Knights of Badassdom, which is incidentally directed by Joe Lynch, who directed the short, looks really fun. Motherfucker, don't try to do a New York accent. No, they can't do it. They can't, Australians like, can't. Christian do Bale it. too, dude. Weird, dude. Like no, Hugh Jackman is very smart. I I watched Wolverine. Um. And his, sorry. There's this really adorable thing happening right now where your dog, my dog is, trying is trying to shake, to shake all your of hands. the hands. Yeah. My dog is like, hello, everyone. That was good. I appreciated <laughs> that. And uh, then he just wants to eat That chef performance. Um, I, like, here's the thing. Australia, we, I've been watching, I watched all of Orange is the New Black this week, as you did too, right? Uh, several times, actually. Which, I'm, did you on my really? second viewing, yeah. Okay. I it, love it. We're, it's a fucking great show. And one of the ladies on it, I think her name is Morella, is on it. Uh, I found that was an Australian act- actress. Yes, she is. And yes. before that, I would have thought she was just wherever that horrible accent is from, like Philly or Baltimore or She's something. Good. She's genuinely She's good. She's genuinely good. Uh, Portia de Rossi is Australian. She's pretty good at it. She's Australian? Boom, dude. Wow. The amount of people good. who are Australian... I worked with her, and I didn't know she was... The, are you sure she's Australian? I'm 100% positive. She does not have an Australian accent... In her person, a lot of them she doesn't don't. Carry an Christian accent. Bale does the American Bale thing a lot. Impressive, you've noticed. Yeah, as does Mel Gibson. Yeah, no, because she was on Mockingbird Lane, and she had. I mean, I, she had no accent. I would never. Have it's known. strange. It's what happened with Hugh Laurie when he won his first. I guess it was like Golden Globe or Emmy. Yeah, he's where like, everyone was like, "What the fuck?" They were like, "He's he's not American." Yes, so he's a Brit. A lot of people maintain that. I think at least the A list stars because it, it makes them more identifiable to American audiences. I guess. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson. Why would else would Mel Gibson fake an American accent his, his whole, whole life? life? Yes, he's not. He. You know who else does it? Kind of Nicole Kidman too. For a long time, when she would do interviews, she was just like, "Hi, I'm Nicole," and you'd be like, "Wait, what? What is that an accent?" Uh, whereas Johnny Depp has been doing the opposite his whole life. And, and like, Madonna too. Cultiv- no, no, no. Madonna does fake British. Yeah, fake British. She does fakey British. Like a lot of women kind of do fakey British. So weird. Johnny Depp does weird nowhere accent thing. Oh my goodness. Kind of talk like a homeless man, you know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Mr. Johnny Depp. Yeah, <laughs> I like your Eddie Brock better. Um, my Ryan Quantin as Eddie Brock. Uh, yes. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't know if the, I, I'm assuming the short has done well by this point, right? The short's done incredibly well. Yeah. It went viral. I think the day it went up, it uh, was, which was like yesterday, it was all over the place. I mean, I, I, what would be nice is if the short did something for Knights of Badass, well, and which I, has languished unreleased well, no, for like just, three it's years. It's getting now. released now. Yeah, but the but shitty it's not cut Lynch's version, cut. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. All that being said, I haven't spoken to anyone who likes the Venom short, and I hate to be a dick, but it's just really long and doesn't get to the fucking point. I mean, I haven't. I also have not spoken to anyone who likes it, but everyone, every person that has watched it, tweeted it, and suggested it to me, suggested it in a manner that I thought meant that they loved it. Yes. You and I, you're, I mean, you're the only person I've spoken at length to about it, and we both agreed that it was super boring and kind of. Not that. It great. just missed the mark. Like I, I, I was waiting for him to turn into Venom. I mean, I get that it's a short, and it's they didn't have the budget to turn him into Venom, but it was a little too drawn. Out. And they tried like, to do Man Bites Dog. Yes, the French film about the documentary about the assassin. Like, yeah, the bullseye thing was cool. It just wasn't. It was like, look, are we that? Are we that fucking fanboy hungry that if you throw us the name Eddie Brock in something, we're gonna devour it? 
Y- yes, that's, y- that's yes, shitty, and it's true. We all watched it. We are we are at a point where you we are in such a this weird sp- place where like geek culture has become so uh, uh, pervasive that like you can just drop the name of a side character into something and it becomes viral and people are talking about how interesting it is and it's like it doesn't really do justice to some of these properties which I think. You know, if someone saw this Eddie Brock thing and this was their first take of like the villains of the, de- of the Marvel Universe, yeah, they would be bored by it, I think. And it, it doesn't leave a great impression for, I mean, not that Spider Man 3 left a great impression of Eddie Brock. In, in, I just in thought it was kind of miscalculated. Either. But you know what did leave a great impression? Fucking orange is the new black. Holy I mean, shit, I can talk what about gr- this for the rest of the hour. Well, let's talk about it for a while. What a great show. I mean, look, by far my favorite Netflix original series. Yep. I didn't even like House I watched one episode of House of Cards. Not even, dude. I watched five minutes of House of Cards, and then I realized it was about politics, and I fell asleep. I mean, it's not for you. House of Cards is a phenomenal. House of Cards and Orange is the New Black are the two best series that they've had. Hemlock Grove did did not do it for me. Lily Hammer has not done it for me. I don't mind. Lily Hammer's getting a second season, which I was kind of happy to hear about. A third, isn't it? That I feel like they're on their third season. I don't know. Um... I just that show's never really done it for me. Orange is the new like black. I just like a show set in Norway. Orange is the new black. It's <laughs> on every cylinder. Orange is the new black like, is like an HBO show. It's it's like a Showtime show. It is very similar to uh, we, the weeds. first season of Weeds, yeah. which is if you don't I know, like is the by first the same two creator. Seasons, yeah, um, yeah. I, I it, it's phenomenal. The idea that you called me and you were like, "Hey, isn't the lady who plays Red also on Star Trek?" Is a testament I did not to say how. That. Fin- yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah. I've never watched that Star Trek. You told me she oh, was that's Janeway. Right. I told you it was Janeway. And, and I you know were the like, name, Wait, was I know the name Janeway. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch fucking Next Gen. It was, um, like, like, I think that's a testament just to how good the performances in that show were. I, I mean... The main girl is fantastic, and I, I was not yeah, never f- familiar her. with her before, and uh, she's wonderful, and, like, Laura Prepon is great. It's just a fantastic show. I, I started it, and I was like, uh-oh, are we getting female Oz? But it, it doesn't. It's like quirky and it makes you smile and it's fucking hilarious and at the same time it it deals with real shit it's just a really really well done show to the show's credit i will say i actually when i first started watching it i think i got you all right (coughs) i think i got like two episodes in and i wanted it to be oz at first and i was like well when is something like what show am i watching and by the end of the second episode i was like Oh, I'm not watching Oz. I'm not trying to be Oz, and this is so different and yet as rich as Oz was yes. in a completely different totally. way. Totally, I mean, because it's rich with characters as opposed to rich with prison accuracy. They're not trying to shock. It's like they were. It's. It seems to me like they were very aware that a show named Oz existed and that it did everything that it needed to do to teach you the shocking parts of prison. Yes, and they were like, "Why cover that ground again?" Now let's teach you the real parts of prison <clears throat> that people do. Not even the real parts, but maybe more of the emotional side. Yeah, and I think there's also something to be said for making mm-hmm. a wis- a women's prison movie and not having it be exploitive. And the, I mean, there have been very few women prisons things that don't go right. For for like everyone's a lesbian and here's like a bunch of boobs I, I and mean, everyone is a lesbian and yes. they're a boob the but, first shot of the show is yes boobs. <laughs> but i think that was very calculated well, that the play, first it, show it of the turn, shot it turns the, the, the first the, shot and it ends boobs. with boobs too and it ends uh kind of the series close so, piper the shower thing with piper oh right. was that not in the last episode 
No, the last shot of the last episode. No, I know is, what it is, but I is, thought the pipe, I know exactly what the last yeah. shot is. I watched it last night. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a great series. If you haven't seen it yet, this is the weird part about Netflix shows is that it's weird because it's like, what is the statute of limitations for when you can actually start talking about a show? Um, how long has it been out? We can't talk about it yet. Like it's another, not yet. No, like no. Another two weeks. But it's like, what, a month or so? And then yeah, you can start talking? about a month, I'd say. You give people time because not everyone crams. No, and you figure if there's 10 episodes. I mean, I guess if you're really going to be fair. There's, there's 13 episodes. So really you want to give people 13 weeks, maybe? To yeah. be like, if this was a real TV show watch, and it aired watch, a week at a time. Nah, but people watch more than that. People don't watch TV like that. Yeah, I know. You give them two episodes a week, maybe. What? I mean, this is a real fucking weird thing to be discussing. Uh, uh, it's a relevant discussion, though, in this world. I guess so. I, I, we're like, not going to do spoilers, so it's just, it's just a fucking... <clears throat> like... In a world where I rarely like television shows, and I and you love TV, Sean's love a big TV, TV guy. Um, I just don't watch as much TV as I a did at points in my life, and just be and in general, I don't watch that much TV except for like Raw. No, and this has really captured your imagination because I've tried to get you hooked on a couple shows, and nothing has captured your imagination the way this. Where like two days after you started, I got a call and you were like, I'm almost done. It's great. Every I love once this in show. a while, like three times a year, I will I will get this will happen. Well I'll discover a show and it's either and it's a Netflix cram typically. They like, did it with Fringe last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Orange I really like Orange is the New Black. Like from the first episode I was just bored one day and I was like, I'll try it. Everyone's talking about it. I waited like a week and a half till after it came out because I didn't think I was gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I actually don't think I suggested it to you right away because I didn't think it was something you would like. The ad campaigns didn't really do anything for me, but then after everyone watched it, I watched the first episode and it was fucking cool, man. If it doesn't hook you by the first episode, like then you, it's never going to hook you because everything that is the show, they, I mean, th- that's the other thing, at least for me, like as a writer, that pilot is one of the best written TV pilots. I've ever seen. It's like, really good. It sets up everything you need to I know. I wonder what involvement uh, the actual Piper had with the writing of the show. She... Because it's based on her book. It's based on her book. Um, For Piper, those of you who don't know, that this show is based on a true story of like a white-collar... Not even white-collar, like a yuppie, housewife type who gets arrested for drug charges. She was a, she was a teenage debutante who... Right out of college, became a lesbian and started dating a drug started, smuggler. Started running, yeah, started running cash for a drug smuggler, smuggler that she was dating. Ten years later, the drug she smuggler gets, na- named her in a trial. Yes, and she has to serve, I think, a year. Is it a year? No, is it I thought three, it was. I thought it, it was sixteen like, months. Sixteen months. It's like a year and some yeah, change yeah. that she has to serve. Um, Piper is a consulting producer on the show, which, from from what I know, um from like the shows that I've worked on could mean that she has a lot of uh, heavy hand in it and could mean that she has not a heavy hand from the interviews I've read with her and the creator. It seems like she's got an extremely heavy hand. That's cool. Piper, the real life Piper strikes me kind of like it. I almost feel like, uh, Genji, who's the creator of the show, finished Weeds, started reading this book, and realized that she kind of had like a real life version of the character that she had just written for six years. A little bit, yeah. In like this like suburban woman who had been into this life that she wasn't really a part of, and I I feel like they come off in interviews as pretty close friends. So like I'd imagine that there's a lot of back and forth, as opposed to how that fake woman comes off in interviews that she played that she wrote about for six years. Did you see the fucking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce oh, Mary, Mary, Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Parker yeah, it comes off as not. The oh, greatest guys. in the world. Like Kevin's talked about it a little bit, and I'm not going to get into it deeply, but if you ever want to see what the Bruce Will- real Bruce Willis is like, watch the interview that a British uh, 
like radio show or something did with him and Ray Lewis Burger for Red Two. It went viral last week. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's it's awesome in like it's boy awesome. people are horrific. It's awesome. No, it's just it's just awesome. Shut you up. should check it out. He's uh, an American hero. Shut up. He is yippee ki motherfucker. Um. So yeah, Orange is the New Black. If you haven't seen it, I would. It's I would... the new business. Check it out, and then we could talk about it. It's the new business. It is. It's the new. What's business. this? We uh, conjecture. Uh, huh? They can email you. What? You're you're assuming that you're giving them time to watch it, and I that you'll be you back sh- on the show. When did I say that? You said we can talk about it. I meant you and I can oh. talk about it later. We could like with spoilers. Uh, they should talk. They should check it out, though. Oh, you mean we could talk about the show? I mean, we, like we can talk about it later. In I feel detail. like we've talked about the show in detail. Um, Your dog just farted in my lap. Not possible. Uh, it's entirely. Uh, he doesn't do that. He did. Uh, what else is going on, man? So, Orange Is the New Black is really good. Here's another show that uh, premiered this week that I know both Sean and I have watched, and I love unapologetically. You know what? Maybe a little apologetically. Um, no one else, like, I I would imagine very few people listening to this show have any interest in this, uh, unless you unless you have an interest, and in that case, you've definitely already watched it. Um, it's a show called Total Divas. It's on the E! Network, and it is a WWE reality show about the off-camera uh, lives of some of their female performers, and it stars the Bella Twins, the Funkadactyls, uh, Natty Nyhart and uh, two new recruits. Yeah, the hottest Ava girl Marie on the planet. And, and JoJo. Um, and some other girl. And if you don't watch wrestling, you don't fucking give a shit about what I'm talking about right no, now. No, but if you watch reality TV shows and you watch crap like the Bad Girls Club and whatnot, I don't then know what you that should is. watch this because it's basically the same show, only here's, here's, my, here's why I think that... I, out of any reality TV show, if you're going to watch one, it should be this one. And it is simply That's a bold fucking and it statement. is simply this: wrestling, sports entertainment, are the purveyors of reality television. If anyone knows how to do this job and do it right, it's these guys. Like this is what they've done for years for men. Only now they've finally figured out a way to spin it into something that I'm sure they're hoping will be accessible to audiences of the Kardashians and the Bad Girls Club and You keep so mentioning so bad what the fuck is Bad it Girls was a, Club? It was a show it was a show on I don't know. Did e- you have like an ex girlfriend who watched it or something? No, you know- I have a I have a buddy in Florida whose wife watches it and has made him watch it for like their whole marriage and he will send me periodically clips and go, this is what my life From is. From Bad Girls From Bad Girls, yeah. And he'll just send random clips. What's of it like, about? It's like five women who are drunk and drug addicts who live in a house together and fight with each other and get into, like... Oh, it sounds wonderful. It's horrible. And he'll send me, like, these clips and be like, this is what my life is. I watched this for two hours on a marathon last night. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, being married sounds awesome. So every time you say Bad Girls Club, it's like when Billy Joel mentions your town in a song, like your buddy's somewhere going like, yeah! No, my buddy's somewhere crying himself to sleep <laughs> at night. He's not listening to podcasts. He's watching Bad Girls Club. Um, so the reason I like, I mean, I don't, I, we haven't talked about it much on this show, but like, I'm, I'm a, I, I am currently a really big wrestling fan and have gotten back into it in the last year. Um, and I guess, you know, it's kind of interesting if you're not a wrestling fan in the sense that <laughs> this is an interesting point someone brought up in an article I read yesterday, too. Yeah. The two stars of the show are these girls named Nikki and Brie Bella, who are twins. 
in real life, and they're wrestlers, and they are dating the two biggest, in real life, they are dating the two biggest wrestlers currently at the company, and that's John Cena and Daniel Bryan, respectively. So on this show, you get to see, like, John Cena and Daniel Bryan, who you only ever get to see in the fictionalized, uber, uh, you know, crazy stuff you see on Raw. You get to see them, like, walking small dogs and, like, fishing and eating lunch and shit. And, it's like, awesome. It's the awesome. Be- the, the best is the best is seeing, uh, uh, what's his name, Daniel Bryan sitting at, like, a kitchen table <coughs> in his girlfriend's, fucking, yeah. like, sister's house while, like, his girlfriend, her oh. sister, and their mother gossip about, like, girl shit. And it's just, like, this guy who, like, is known in wrestling for being, like, crazy and he'll he'll shake you and spit at the crowd and and no. then... He, he'll shake you. He'll shake you. That's his tagline, isn't it? I'll shake you. I'll ya. shake you. <laughs> oh man, I just came up with my wrestling gimmick. <laughs> I'll shake you. Shaker. Shaker. I'll shake you. I shake you really violently. And if you have babies, I shake them. That's you just went too far. Bring your babies to the show. Um, people do, man. Uh, <laughs> they do it for the shaker. The only wrestling show I ever went to was actually close enough to that, where it was, it was unfortunately the show where Draws got paralyzed. But a uh, there was a fight in the crowd right behind me. And this guy was like screaming ethnic slurs and it turned into a thing. And he, he said something to this guy's wife. And the guy wound up turning to my dad, who like wanted no part of anything, like wanted to die. And was like, you got my back? And my dad was like, yeah, man. Like, what? And the guy went, okay, and stood up on a folding chair and launched himself headfirst at the other man, like four rows behind him awesome. during the show. You got my back. Um, what would your dad do? Nothing. He just sat he there just and pretended sat there, he didn't right? know the person. Yeah. Like, it was real. Um, regardless, the guy who got launched at right before that, someone was like, you're acting crazy. You're acting crazy. And I shit you not. He goes, I'm fucking crazy. You want to see crazy? And he picked up his, like, three-year-old kid and put him on his shoulders and started, like, violently swinging <laughs> around. <laughs> like, like endangering his child on purpose That's to show crazy people how, how crazy, crazy he is. Was. You want to see crazy? I'll shake a baby. <laughs> He did, man. He'll shake you. I'll shake you. Uh, that guy had your idea like 10 years beforehand. Yeah, but he didn't copyright it like I just um, did while we had this conversation. But the interesting point about – about uh, I read an article, like a really fan-heavy article last night called like why divas will ruin the WWE. And they bring up a very fucking salient point though. If you're a six-year-old kid or a seven-year-old kid watching Raw and all you know from these characters are their characters – John Cena's a good guy. Daniel Bryan's a good guy, but they're fighting each other. The Bella Twins are the worst bad guys in the company. And then the commercial starts, and you see a trailer for a show in which your two favorite good guys are eating dinner with the two biggest bad guys. Like, they have he, the biggest faces in the company are dating two of the biggest heels. Yeah, but the whole thing is a work. We have this conversation. Yeah, but and you seven year old kids, it is. Seven year old kids don't understand what a work is. Yeah, but they'll understand what it is when all of those alliances start to shift. Like, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I don't know anything, but I'm calling you don't even it watch now. wrestling. Alliances will shift to align with this show depending on how successful it is. It doesn't matter. I, I, know, I know enough about marketing. It will never be as successful that, like, as, as Raw is. You don't know that. It is. It's impossible. This show was the highest debut in the last four years of E with 1.2 million viewers. Raw gets like eight every week. 
Raw is the really? Raw is the highest rated show That's on cable. Every bad. every single Raw breaks every yeah, record for cable records. Every single Raw has like ten things trend on Twitter worldwide. I mean, like maybe they're just not worried about the six year old that sees a commercial. Well, the, que- for the that question crap. the article like, brought up was like, why would you why would you risk harming your product? For a show that has the, less I mean, viewers. I don't think it harms the product. But it takes the reality. If you're trying to sell us on a reality, and then in the commercials we see that that reality we just watched for half an hour is not true, it's a, it's a little strange. Wrestling is not trying that hard anymore to sell you on a reality. Well, on the actual show itself they are, though. Kind of. So it's strange. Like They will bring up things. Now they will bring up things from Divas. I mean, Like but- Natty fought the twins last night. So they were like, yeah, if you watch Divas, you saw that Natty said this. So they're yes. acknowledging that Divas is real. Yeah, but they also put like Triple H into like hilarious comedies. It's like- but not as Triple H. It doesn't matter, though. If you're a kid and you're on Netflix and you see Triple H, like, grinning in front of a school bus full of children, you're going to be like, oh, that's, yeah, I'd buy that's it. kind of I'd weird. Why Triple is H is a good there? guy. Uh, yeah, sure, depending on the moment. Um, You don't even watch wrestling. I know enough. All right. Uh, speaking of the WWE movies, did you watch one yesterday? I watched 25 minutes of two. <laughs> Which two? Tell us about them. Oh, man, I don't even remember the titles. I watched the one with Edge. Edge is former a former WWE superstar who has been retired. Is for a, a New while. Orleans cop with uh oh man, who was the other guy? Jamie Kennedy. One? Oh yeah, right. It was Jamie Kennedy. It was Edge and Jamie Kennedy in New Orleans. Edge is a police officer who threw I and and uh, I watched a full 25 minutes and then like skipped around through the rest of the movie and I can definitely tell you that through the entire movie he wears a set of beads around his neck like Marty Grubbies. Marty Grubbies. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It's amazing. Does um, he spear anyone? I didn't I didn't see Here's the problem I had with both of the movies that I watched. What was the other one? There was no fighting in any of them. Really. <laughs> what was the other one? The other one was a Triple H Michael Madsen Parker Posey <laughs> vehicle. Yeah! <laughs> Triple H. Parker Posey. Parker Posey and. Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern and Michael Mads and. No, Michael Rappaport. I'm sorry. Wrong Michael. Michael Rappaport. Old Mikey Raps. What was this one about? Um, it was about Triple H who has just gotten out of jail. and Which is every Triple H movie, which is also the chaperone. Yes, he's always out of it prison. It starts with him just getting out of j- the opening scene is him getting out of prison. So is the opening scene of this movie and he and Michael Rappaport is there waiting for him and he's like, "Hey man, thanks for writing me letters all that time I was in there. Like you really kept me sane." And and Rappaport's like, "Hey, no problem." <laughs> you know, cuz that's him. Michael, Michael I Michael now want to see Michael Rappaport doing an Australian accent. He can't. Fucking mash up that shit. It's the opposite. See, I don't got a people pot from New York or window throw it out of. All I got is fucking Floyd. Let me wait, wait. wait. Let this me do. Give me an Australian. Uh, g'day, mate. No, give me like an Australian character or person. Mr. G. No, give me something. Something will. <gasps> oh, know. can we talk about that later? Next? But give me something. Something will know. This will dovetail into that. Um, that's not a knife. This is a knife. That like one. crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing, mate? I'm crocodile Dundee. Ah, I'm from fucking Australia. Ah. <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't it's, know it's, much. it's it's uh, it's hey, um, crocodile Dundee. Good day, mates. That's not no, a knife. Rappa, this Rappa, is a knife. Rappaport's voice is much higher than that. Yeah, Rappaport's got, he's got, got like that, that thing. Yeah, he's got that. He's yeah, he right does. with Rappaport. He's yeah. tall. He talks excited. He, the, yeah, like, yeah, that ain't a knife. This yeah, is a knife. Yeah, this is a knife. Yeah, that, that knife. See, fuck yeah. It doesn't translate, dude. You can't do New York to Australia. No, nor nor the other. Nope. Not like a thick accent, because those are two very thick accents. Can can I 
So we were talking about TV, and now we're talking about Australia, which I makes it really good for me to dovetail. Wait, wait, wait. First, get, suggest first I will, made. but hold on. First, go ahead with uh, the WWE stuff. So what was the second movie about? Oh, so well, so the second movie was he gets out of jail, and him and Michael Rappaport get wrapped up in, like, ex-con they shit. They get Rappaported up? They get wrapped up. Purported up in some ex-con business, and there's some people that are owed some money. Who's and Parker Posey? Parker Posey plays Michael Rappaport's sister, I think. And then I got really bored, and I was just nice. like, nothing's happening in this movie. Well, the best thing with the WWE Films universe right now is if you look at their upcoming slate, they've got a few things in the works. The best of which is a movie called Scooby-Doo, The Legend of WrestleMania. And in the description of Scooby-Doo and the original WrestleMania... It uh, basically tell you promises you that the the old mystery mobile gang mystery machine mystery machine, mystery machine gang uh, takes a trip to go see WrestleMania and like they like there's a there's a spooky mystery and they need to enlist the help of some wrestlers. But this current this incarnation of WrestleMania takes place in a city called WWE City, mm-hmm. which I can only imagine is populated by like only wrestlers and other mm-hmm. WWE stuff. And I'm incredible. It's like Toontown for wrestlers. I feel like it's like Toontown. I feel for like wrestlers, when they dude. first show the city, if the if the ground, if like the pavements are mat. not made of mat, then I'm shutting the movie off. No, like, and all the streets should have turnbuckles. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yep. It's Toontown for wrestlers. Smile, darn you, smile. Um. I'm excited for that. I don't give a fuck about Scooby. I'm also excited about uh, Leprechaun. They're never. They're, they they, they, they claim with, to be uh, making a new Leprechaun movie with Hornswoggle, who is a uh, midget a, gen- a gentleman of diminutive stature. Midget wrestler. Fuck you. Yeah, you could say midget. No, you can't. Not, not on this show because it's offensive. You can't say midget on this show. It's offensive. I mean, is it though? If you're describing an actual little person, but isn't midget wrestling like the term for it? Like in the sixties when people. What do were... they call it now? When two little people wrestle, they call it little people Nothing, wrestling. And they don't have two little people in the company. Oh, they never have at one time. Yeah, they definitely had at one time when Doink when Doink had yeah, Dink yeah, yeah. In the, the clown when he had yeah. a little midget and they clown called friend. Them midgets. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it was the midget wrestling. No, man, we live in the age of fucking Peter Dinklage. That word ain't cool anymore. Can we call him Dinks? Yeah, we can call them all. <laughs> is that why Peter Dinklage is called Dink? That's is Peter Dinklage's dad. I Peter... don't want to. I don't want to offend your sensibilities is here. Peter Dinklage's dad, Peter Doinklage. I don't want to. Boom! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do that one. But um, yes. speaking of fucking sentinel images Ugh. for days of future Brian past. Singer standing next to a full size sentinel might be the coolest picture I've seen in a long time. It's and awesome to see. I would like it if anyone else was standing next well, to him. Well, yeah, I mean, Brian Singer is what he is, but. It's awesome to see him standing next to. He comes up to its knee. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. a full scale sentinel. I don't love the design of it, but I like that there's no, a sentinel. No, I, I don't really. It's a, it goes back to the Gypsy Danger design of like, why is his main thrust in the center of his chest? That's the worst place that you could put a giant, it's, but it's spinning it's turbine center of his entire body. It would be the easiest energy dispersion. If you right, had it it's just a horrible feet, place. It's a horrible place for a turbine, like at the dead center target point of yeah, like, sure. a giant fighting robot. You know, I mean, I get it, but it's don't just be talking like shit place. about Gypsy Danger. Gypsy Danger. Um, nah, dude, I think it looked okay. I, I, 
I think the movie looks awesome. I'm like really excited for everything I've seen and heard about this movie. I'm very, very excited to see it. I went back and rewatched First Class and liked it much better on a second viewing, and it got me even more excited. And the new Wolverine movie, which I just watched. <clears throat> yeah, you were just saying that's really is good. really fucking cool. Yet, but I'm the, tra- down. the train scene is mind blowingly awesome. James Marigold directed that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Best Marigold Hotel. Yes. <laughs> People only direct movies with their names, with their in, names them. in them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Spielberg, Spielberg has never directed a movie. No. Nor has Scorsese. No, nor has Francis Ford Coppola. No, he's directed uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Because that's officially in the title. Fine. Boom. How you like that me one, now? That one was... How you like me now? That's a song. That's so hipsters. cricket. Um, that's so totally cricket. Um... Now, dude, I think X-Men, I am excited for X-Men. Now we can go to it. Uh, we, I don't think I've ever talked about my love of a gentleman named Chris Lilly on this show. But, uh, and I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to talk about all stuff that people haven't seen today. That's true. I will, I'll just quickly say it was a show that Matt recommended there to me. There are three shows. There's an, there's an Australian comedian and uh, a television personality, I guess you could call it, named Chris Lilly who has uh, directed and starred in three television series called In Chronological Order, We Can Be Heroes, Summer Heights High, and Angry Boys, the last of the last two of which aired on uh, HBO in America. And basically, they're all kind of office-style mockumentaries, but Lily stars in each show as multiple characters under like makeup and wigs and different sexes, and it's fucking incredible so if you haven't seen any of them i would watch we can be heroes first maybe no summer no, heights high I, yeah uh, summer heights high yeah watch summer, summer heights, heights high first and i I'll, think it's on hbo go and if you if you're a fan of waiting for guffman um or or any of of uh of those set of movies spinal tap um spinal tap yeah like more so than the office this feels like one of those yeah, of, I would agree. Of films. You're right. It, You're it feels more right. like, and especially Summer Heights High has, because of the whole, there's a whole musical theater angle to that particular series. It feels very much Waiting for Guffman in like the best ways possible. But the guy. Meaning the main character is a ripoff of Quirky. Well, and I he, love the show, but yeah, that's fucking yeah, true. Yeah, no, he is, he's very quirky inspired, but but he manages to take the character to new places, and that's, I mean, and, and the music on the, like, everything about the show is great. We don't have to go too, too into it, but check it out, because Check them awesome. out, yo. Yeah, They're yeah. on the internet. Um, yeah, you could watch them. What else are you currently into? Anything? Um, <laughs> really nerdy stuff right now. I'm playing, I'm playing this Facebook yeah, m- Marvel game that's I'm playing awesome. it on my phone. You're playing it? I just started it last night. You just started night. it? Uh, we should be friends because I also I think we play are. it on my iPad and I love it. This it's, one? Yeah. The Avengers thing? Yep. It's the best. It's like Final Fantasy with Marvel characters. So fun. It's so fun. I've been playing it on Facebook for like three years now. They just started a second season to it. It is super, super fun. You always play like weird little games. Like free games. And yeah. VR. Like you've done a couple like viral game. Like what do they call those? <laughs> AR? ARGs, uh, uh, alternative reality games. Explain that. Oh. Get into that whole thing and how many I mean, you've I think played. A lot of people know ones? about them. I haven't played a ton. I did the first, my first introduction to them, and I am no by no stretch an expert in this world. My first introduction was through the Lost one, um, when Lost was in its heyday. I did that too. Yeah, and the Heroes one. Yeah, to a lesser extent, Lost did it. But I, I was subscribed to both of those, I remember. Yeah, so, I would get text from heroes. Yeah, so basically, uh, and what it is, is it's a way for uh, 
TV show or a book or a movie or whatever to engage you, engage the fan base directly through a series of puzzles and mind games that either, when they're done right, they reveal backstory and interesting things about the the product. When they're done wrong, they end up being just like a really shitty marketing gimmick. Um, the lost one was done right. It was it was cool. It was well thought out. Like um, the most recent one that I played was for this book called uh, "This Book Is Full of Spiders." Well, it was for the sequel. It okay. was, the, the original book was called "John Dies at the End," which, which they, made they just a, made a movie. Don Coscarelli. Um, read the book before see you see the, the movie. Don't, don't see the movie. I mean, just read the book. Just read the book. Uh, but the sequel book is called "This Book Is Full of Spiders." No, seriously, dude, don't touch it. Uh, that's the whole title. And they did a, they started a, an alternative reality game to promote the book about like four months before the book came out. And it was like, like there was a group of us and we would get emails from like the characters within the book. And like one of the parts of the book is that the, one of the characters works at a video store. So all of the people playing the game got logins as if they were employees at this video store and like it led into all of these storylines that then eventually were paid off in the book and it kind of culminated at Comic-Con where like they had this the, they had like this meetup and they had like a dude in cosplay as like a samurai meet Really? Yeah, there was only two of us playing I the game. I remember when you said there were only two of you that that and that were in Comic-Con. Like there was about 200 people playing the game online. Only two of us made it to Comic Con. So, so only two of you did the thing. The, One day you were like, "Hey man, I gotta go do this thing." Yeah, where so I gotta we meet some people. we met in a park behind the like, Hilton that, Bay that, front. that park, right behind the Hilton Bay front, front, and we got a text message like a half hour after we were waiting in this park from like this random number that was like, "Walk over to this restaurant." We walked over to the restaurant and we were sitting there for like 10 minutes and nothing was happening. And all of a sudden, this dude in Full samurai outfit comes like walking like directly at us, stops in front of us, pulls off the helmet. It's a chick underneath, and she's like, Hey, you guys are here for the thing, right? And we like look at each other like it was just you and one other. It was person. just me and this other dude and my ex at the time. My, my ex was with us. And um it was just the three of us, and we were like, Yeah, we're here with the thing. And she just goes, Here, this will tell you everything you need to know. And she hands us a piece of paper with a giant letter Z on it and a website address. And she was like, and we were like, wait, that's it? And she was like, it'll tell you everything you need to know. I can't speak about anything else. I got to go. And then she put her mask back on and literally disappeared into a crowd. <laughs> that's awesome. It was awesome. And then like we followed the thing and it led to this this website that was like all about these. It appeared to be a website that was being run by like random people preparing for a zombie apocalypse, which then led into things in the book. And oh, it was, cool. it was so awesome. that wasn't the end of the game in San Diego. You were just the only two people who got that website. We were just the only two people. Right. So like we went back to like the chat room where like the game the was and we're like, here's what we got in San Diego. Here's the flyer. Here's the website. The flyer also had a QR code hidden in it that like one of the other kids decoded and was able to find, which what led to- What did it all culminate in? What it all culminated in was every <laughs> week that we solved that week's puzzles, we got two pages from the new book before the book came out. So by the end of it, we had the first 50 pages of the book for free, which was awesome. And then everyone, maybe not everyone, but the majority of people that seriously played the game all got signed copies of the book for free in the and mail. free t-shirts and stuff in the mail. Yeah, they gave us like free crap, you know, for being fans. I mean, I don't That's know cool, what more you can pay out for something like that. You haven't done one since then? I haven't done one since then. Do they do a lot of them? 
they they were popular for a while. I haven't seen one done in a while. Um, Halo very famously did like the biggest and really? best one. I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> when the first Halo game or maybe the second Halo game came out, there was like this huge Halo Two. Maybe it was Halo Two. Speaking of which, what do I need to do with that fucking Xbox? I want a game. I don't know. Of, I, I don't want, have an Xbox though, so I'm the wrong person to ask because I want it just so I can play games on it. But it's Xbox 360. The new one's coming out. I don't want the new Xbox. I just want 360. I want a I ga- have all the I games. want a Game of Thrones custom Xbox at Comic Con, and I don't want it. People so. write to Matt and tell write him to, to give me, it to his no, good no, no. friend Sean. Write to me and tell you what the value I could put it on eBay for. Is. The value of friendship is immeasurable because there's not another one on eBay, and I don't know how to write price to Matt it. Cohen and tell him how the value of friendship is immeasurable. Yeah, write to Matt Cohen at Matt Cohen. Doesn't care. care doesn't care. Matcohen.com. Care, care of the Pentagon. Um, do you remember that? <laughs> Simpsons. Oh, yeah. That was... Is it a subway in New York? And doesn't isn't it a homeless guy on the train who talks to Lisa and he's like, yeah, you can send it to me um, at Jesus, care of the Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah. My other favorite random callback to something, someone not caring about things. Do you remember Night Court? Yes. Night Court had like, an episode. The show, like yeah, the, the show Night Court. Night Court had an episode where Dan Fielding, the district attorney on the show, uh, was I don't know mad about something, and he turned around when told about something, some complaint, and he said, "Tell it to my complaint department," and then lifted the tail of his jacket, to which he had a sign on his the back, complaint department, pointing down at his ass. <laughs> That's pretty good. It stuck with me for like since I saw that show. In, like, I haven't heard anyone. As a kid. I haven't heard anyone make a Night Court reference ever in my life. I love Night Court. Never. I'm, once. I'm still a fan of that show. Do you watch it? I if I could if I had the DVDs I would watch it. Yeah, I'd pop it in. I I loved that show as a kid. Really? Yeah, I, I remember. I vividly remember being on the air and the bald guy bull and the the African American lady. Here's what it. I loved about it though. It's the same thing that I love about like now as an adult that I have identified. I love about all TV that I love. It had like these weird through lines from season to season that they like. It wasn't just a sitcom. Like there, you like the mythology of. I Night like Court? the mythology of the to the point where the bull character was revealed to be an alien from another planet in the final season. Really. Yes. That's weird. Crazy mythology. There was also there was also a season-long arc where Dan, uh, who was like the attorney, one of the attorneys in the court, went crazy and put on a Phantom of the Opera mask and started haunting the courthouse for like a good six or seven episode arc after everyone <laughs> thought that he died. It was amazing. He also had like a long lost twin brother who was like a rich guy who tried to like steal his identity. The show was hilarious and amazing. Maybe I should watch Night Court. There was a great uh, bit in one of the episodes where they had to get through a bunch of cases really fast at night. And so like it's they just- They did cocaine? It's just, no, it's just oh. these quick cuts of scenes. It was the scenes. 80s. It was the 80s. They were probably all on cocaine. But there's these quick cuts of scenes and one of them- is just it starts as a shot on the judge and he goes i don't know man i'm not looking to be very lenient on you you've caused a lot of trouble and the camera pans around and it's the coyote looking sad and the roadrunner looking like victorious night court yes and the roadrunner just goes meep meep and like runs out and coyote gets let away was night court like a silly show i don't remember that yeah it was it was a very in its first season not so much but as it went on it got increasingly non sequitur i don't remember sitcoms being non sequitur night court this is why night court was good though it 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 was it was ahead of its time in so many ways for shit like that dude i'm gonna check out night court you should check it out skip the first season it's hard no i can't do that if i'm gonna watch it i have to watch every episode then you got to push through the first season it doesn't get good until uh second season they they shuffled some cast members around they brought in this uh african american actress who played this character roz who was yeah, that's who i'm talking amazing. about amazing oh did roz only come in the second season yeah the first season was this old lady who was like the original it was her and bull and 
like she dies as the bailiffs, as the bailiffs. and she's like this ancient woman. The the gag being that like there was no there was no bailiff duties she could actually do because she was just this fragile old lady. And then eventually her character, like, I think the actress may have passed away. And so then they brought in Roz, who was the exact opposite of that character. And that awesome. she was like a big, scary black lady who was, was not an, to kill you. Was she an alien too? No, but Bull, Bull was an alien. That's fucking Bull weird. Was. That's like uh, the end of 30 Rock where Kenneth was revealed to be an immortal. Yes. Which was a weird through line to put yes. in a show. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, do you do remember the episode of 30 Rock that gave, the whole episode was dedicated to Night Court. No. There was an episode of 30 Rock that was all about Tracy Jordan being obsessed with Night Court and wanting to write an ending for the series that it never got. And Did it never get an ending? It never got a proper send-off. And so he he gets like all of the original cast of Night Court is in the... It's Wait, one I don't the, remember that. It's one of the best episodes of 30, of 30 Rock. Without without question, one of the best episodes. He gets all of like the original cast together and like they try to shoot a... like reunion episode of night court and like all everything goes horribly wrong but the end of 30 rock was without question an homage to 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 that show like i have no i have no doubt that tina fey was a huge night court fan and in making her weird character that became a fan favorite something weird was a yeah absolutely bull was the fan favorite character offshoot of that show who in the final season they went oh he's an alien that's crazy dude I wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're almost there. Fuck. Wait. We Matt, Matt is getting we, sh- more and more involved. I got one shot in the game I, that he was ready to give me shit about. I got earlier. one shot. Boom. If I don't kill him with this, I lose, guys. He dodged it. Ah, uh, you're fucked. Matt's about to get killed by Modok. Fuck. In this game, you guys seriously, if you're not playing this Marvel game, I just you died. should play. I just died. Also- I, I'm, I I've been spending the last two minutes like I'm going to get to announce that I just killed Modok. One fucking shot. It was like, I killed him or he killed me. He dodged it. The more friends you know that play the game, the better because... He really is designed only for killing you he's guys. He's only and designed he just for killed killing. me. And also only for kissing. He's like depending laugh- on which he's version. Like laughing at me The now. original MODOK was designed only for kissing, and no, they realized that that wasn't very effective. It was, what was war. it? It was, um... Well, there's the Elvis ones from Next Wave. More I remember the Elvis MODOKs. Um... Not bad. Uh, sorry, you n- should have never brought up this fucking game. You guys, again, if you're not playing the game... If you like the Marvel start, characters... Please start playing this game. It also helps to have friends because the more people that you... Like, if you visit other people in the game, you get a bunch of extra energy, which means you can never run out of... Because you have to spend, like, ten energy points to, to play fight. Them. Yeah. So as long as you have a lot of friends in the game, people give you free energy, and you trade it back and forth, and then you never run out of energy. It's, yeah, guys, it's so nerdy. It's, it's so awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's get so get awesome. into it. Get up on that. You guys, that. I have... I have... Um, I have my Johnny Storm character <laughs> in it right now. He... It's the... Um, <laughs> It's the Annihilation Johnny Storm. I have like the Annihilation costume. Oh, Jesus. You haven't played this for three fucking years. Yeah, you? and he would. Did he has... your Facebook game transfer over to your? No, and I was oh. about it. But I still play the Facebook game because I'm so far ahead in the Facebook one. But it's nice, like when I'm on the crapper, I can play the iPad one. I like to play it on the crapper. Why don't you play Picture the iPhone that. one? Because I don't have an iPhone. So I know because you're my fucking pad. weird. What? Um, oh. this was fun, dude. It, it was all right. It was all right. I like talking about just stuff that's in my craw. I like to just hang out and talk about whatever. Your dog is making my crotch really warm. That's not. He's nice. been farting into Stop it. Stop it. That's don't say that. Dude. We're special. That's awful. Um, and uh, and we're back, yo. 
And uh, it's going to be a lot of stuff like this. Misty will be around. Um, we'll, we'll chat with some other fun folks. Um, I don't. Are you giving? Are you doing Zig Heil? <laughs> yes. Is is the symbol no, for dude, is the on. universal symbol for geek Mention Zig geek. Heil? Um, a comic book. I've got a comic book. We've got Theor- a comic. We've book. got a comic book theoretically. Nah, it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, if you guys don't know about it, I kickstarted a graphic novel called Geek. Thank you. And um, it's being drawn right now by our artist elves, Flippy and Dippy. Uh, no, I mean just Flippy. Flippy Ortiz and Dippy Bachman. I like that. I'm gonna. Oh, can we? Can I Flippy credit Axel as Flippy? Yeah. Well, I'm the letterer, so it'll be Axel Flippy Ortiz and Anthony Dippy, Dippy Bachman. Bachman. Yeah. And Matt. Quote nothing. Matt quote underscore quote Cohen. My nickname is, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have a graphic novel that will be coming out at some point, but we will talk a lot more about that when we are closer to it being finished, which we are not far from now. Yeah, I would just I would be a bad editor if I didn't remind you to remind people that it is a thing and it um, is awesome. It is coming along very 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 nicely. I'm probably overdue to update our website. Uh, I should write one of those. I'll do that. We have a Wednesday. Well, we have that Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Do an update. You, you know, you dick. I, I should do one of those. Do an update, you big dick. Um, <laughs> And what else is going on, folks? Uh, Just I'm doing a lot. I'm doing some stuff, man. There's projects in the works. As always, you know, check out uh, all, the, writer. all the other podcasts, Smodcast podcasts and all their glory. Matt wrote a super secret short. That's awesome. I did write a short that's awesome that hopefully will get made. There's a lot of like those things where it's like, I did a thing, but it might not be a thing. But if it's a thing, I'll tell you. How many of your listeners live in Los Angeles? You know? Twelve. Oh. Twelve out of my 30 listeners. Live so in there's Los this Angeles. weird thing when you live in LA and you no, try I'm to be sure a writer. Good, I'm sure a really good amount. We're like, you spend Actually, 99%. New York, New York and Los Angeles are always the top uh, two most listened. If you look at the breakdowns of any podcast demographic, New York doing all the podcasts I've done, New York and LA are the biggest podcast markets Fair enough. in the world. I mean, there's just, it, I was just going to say, there's this weird thing in LA where like, if you're trying to be in the entertainment industry, almost 90% of your time is spent with a ton of things that could be awesome if they happen. And yeah, then totally. like 1% is spent on the one thing that is actually happening. And like, that's great too. But then there's all this other cool shit that seems to be like constantly like, Hovering, exactly. It's weird. A lot of hovering, guys. If you live in LA, you're pretty much a helicopter, um, or a hoverboat craft work. Hoverboat craft work. It's a new dubstep band. Um, <laughs> thank you. And um, no, so there's some there's some projects. I hopefully will be able to update you on them soon. And then um, I'm writing for uh, Nerdist.com, which Ooh, is fun. Me too. And Sean is now too, so you can. Check out our stuff over at Nerdist.com and the newsletter and all that jazz. Sean, where can people find you on the internet? I'm going to do That's some That's not qu- your J-Date profile. I'm going to do some quick plugs, actually. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Wright. <laughs> quick plugs? Quick plugs, because I also would like to say that you can find Pixies, which is an all-ages graphic novel, and Space Minnesota, which is a more adult graphic novel, are both available on Amazon and, and, you wrote at, those? and at Arcana.com. I wrote both books. There's also a third book called Captain Pixel, which I also wrote from a um uh from a translation. It was based on like a Swedish book and I had a I had a it was a crazy project. What but the company? books actually, all three actually are, can be purchased at arcana.com or they're all on Amazon too. So check out Arcana or Amazon 
and uh, maybe buy his book if it if it strikes. Yeah, your check fancy. one of them if out. You don't, if it doesn't look like something you'd be into, don't, don't buy it. Don't fucking buy it. No, but don't, don't be dumb. But like, if you have kids and you want to get them into comics and you want a book that's like harmless and fun and cute, like Pixies is a good one. And if you want to lure children into your van with like a book that might be fun and look like something kids would like, Pixie's also good for that. And if you like um, hallucinogenic mushrooms and Roger Rabbit references and decapitations, stay tuned for Geek at some point. When all three of those things are in it. It's um, true. It's true. It's true. You can find me on Twitter at Camel Toad. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. It's Camel Toad Productions. Again, it's Camel Toad, T-O-A-D. Uh, like a toad. Oh yeah, and Sean is S H A W N writes like W R I T E S. Yours is even more confusing than mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me think: Twitter, Facebook, and uh, and stay tuned to Bagged and Bordered. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. If you've got three, A, you're lucky. B, tell them all. Um, what did we learn today? Dog has gas. Shut up. <laughs> we learned. Uh, here's what we learned. We learned a lot today. Actually, we learned orange is the new black is awesome. We learned that orange is the new black. Indeed. We also learned that Chris Lilly is a fantastic Australian comedian that most people know about. Do it. We learned that uh, we are working on a lot of shit. We are making progress on Geek. We learned about the Marvel Alliance game that Matt is still engrossed Fuck in. Fuck you, Modoc. He's trying to be Modoc. He's um, bleeding now. What am I missing? What, we talked about something else in the beginning, and I—I'll oh, tell you. I'll tell oh, you, we learned about Australians cannot t- do New York. I'll accents. tell you exactly what we learned about today, Sean. <laughs> we learned that the best pizza in New York is uh, that uh, Ray's famous pizzeria. All right, hey, I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What bagged and boarded? Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, bag and boarded, it's the way your life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't need funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villains, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a little Could we just talk shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green, on nothing. Quick stop at night, tools are storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong, it's taking lots of bonkers. We're reaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit. We're not Quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag and boarded. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie is continuing to play to packed houses, and we've got merchandise to help you do a little grassroots marketing for us. 
Sneaky, eh? Go to CafePress.com slash GroovyMovie and click all over the page for sweet cartoon movie swag-o-rama. Shirts, posters, buttons, journals, keychains, water bottles, flasks, coasters, magnets, stickers, iPhone cases, laptop skins. It's a veritable bukkake of blunt man and chronic jizzle-manizzle. Open your browser and feast upon the wealth of whoring material for Smodco Pictures' latest opus, Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. Check out cafepress.com slash groovy movie.